Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, Nick and I sit down with John Michael Bianco, who is a local story that you need to be aware of. This guy went 70 and 0 as an amateur boxer, which is incredible. He was on track to go to the Olympics. The whole pandemic thing threw a wrench in that, didn't make his way to the Olympics, but did turn professional recently, and he is now 5-0 and professionally. So we brought him on. He is uh, he trains at a Mississauga. His strength and conditioning coach is the trainer at the gym we go to, Dan Thiessen from Radix Gym. So he's on the episode as well. And we just want to sit down with both these guys and get John Michael's story. You know, how does he, when does he get up in the morning? How does he go through 70 amateur fights? What goes through his head? How does he, what's the motivation? to keep going? Where does he go next that he's now 5-0 and professionally? So this is someone who is clearly living his life on his own terms, and we absolutely love it. So that's what we're doing on this episode. And if you are listening to this and you are new to Rockstar and the whole Your Life, Your Terms message, you can learn more about what we are doing by visiting rockstarinnercircle.com. Essentially, we are using real estate and income properties, investment real estate, as a vehicle to help ourselves and our families families financially live life on our own terms, and we're helping other investors do the same thing. So if you think you might dive into the world of real estate investing, but you're not sure where to start, you can find podcasts where we talk about it. You can find YouTube videos. You can find reports and free copies of books. You can come to our free introductory training class, and all that information is linked for you off of rockstarinnercircle.com. You can get on our weekly email list that has tens of thousands of people on the list where we share what we're doing what we're seeing in the market every week. And you can get your yourself on that list by visiting rockstarinnercircle.com as well. That's enough with the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. You're like, no, no. fuck that. Yeah, Dan's okay, we are live. We are live, guys. Keep going. We're live. We're live with okay. the... Yeah, so Dan's told me about the ghost. He's like, yeah, you should try this workout. And I'm like, nope. No, I, not only does it sound terrible, I've seen you do it. I'm like, I have no desire to do it. It yeah. looks terrible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we have John Michael Bianco here and Daniel Thiessen. Daniel, no? Dan. Yeah, Dan that's, that's my mom's way of calling my name. Good. You're, yeah, when you're in <laughs> shit, we'll say Daniel. And Nick Caradza. And uh, before we get into Nick's performance on this CrossFit workout, because yeah. multiple people tell me it's really good, we're here to talk about John Michael and... Uh, Jam, give us like the update. Where are you at in your boxing career at this point? Just give us like the quiz for someone who's just hearing you for the first time. Mm-hmm. Give us a snapshot. By the way, I was just giving you props. Do you see his tracksuit? No, that tracksuit's really nice. Yeah. yeah the track like, pants, the tracksuit. He's got the gold chain on. The he, shirt underneath. he does. You definitely like real, look like a boxer. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're walking yeah, down, yeah. I feel like some diamonds gonna, maybe on the, on the cross somewhere. Maybe. I, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like he could be in a Guy Ritchie movie. You know those Guy oh, yeah. Ritchie movies mm-hmm. where they've got some like gangsters coming down the alley yeah. and stuff? I feel like he can. He, yeah. It's kind oh, of. Oh, because you got the diamond up there. Yeah, Maybe a little one of those little hats. One of those little kind of hats on, maybe. He wears the earring with the cross that hangs too. That's pretty sick. Yeah, 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 like yeah. It. yeah. So give us flash. give us the update. Where are you at in your boxing career? Um, so yeah, I've been pro for about uh, not even a year actually. Uh, we went pro uh, last year March, um, and yeah, five fights in, five and zero, oh, two knockouts, um, and yeah, we're just kind of just just rolling with the with the punches right now. Like uh, you know, we got some like big it. fights planned. You know, this year. Um, potentially, you know, a title fight, a minor title at some point, but yeah, that's kind of like, kind of where we're at. And how did you point. get to the point of turning pro? You've been boxing how long? Uh, so I've been boxing for 12 years. Exactly. Uh, started back in 2011, uh, had my first amateur fight in 2012. And then I competed as an amateur through 2012 to technically 2020, uh, just before COVID. And then we were all kind of just, you know, I was on the national team. And then we were just kind of waiting to get sent to the qualifiers in Argentina, but obviously COVID happened and everybody, you know, not just myself, but everybody in the world pretty much had like a huge setback. And we had a pretty long off season, almost for like two years. And then at that point, you know, we just decided to go pro because, you know, things were kind of working out in our, uh, 
our favor. That sucks. Yeah, they, yeah, that, they, they, sucks. they were like they were kind of messing around with the national yeah. team too. How, how do you yeah. get on the national team? There's tryouts somewhere. Like you literally just box each other as in a tournament to qualify for the national team. Yeah, yeah, basically. Well, so you kind of have to work your, your way up. Uh, obviously, you have to have uh, like a certain amount of fights. So as an amateur, you you have. Uh, I think from like zero to, I think it's zero to 12 now, you're pretty much called like a, like a novice fighter. So you can fight guys within that range. After 12 fights, you're considered open. All right. So you can pretty much, your 13th fight, you can fight somebody who's had like a hundred fights. Right. So, so then you go to these tournaments, like they usually host them once a year. Uh, we have, which is called our provincials, golden gloves. Um, so you'd have to go uh, compete. Sometimes you might have, you might be fighting three or four guys, depending on how big the tournament is. Uh, usually what they do is they select the two top uh, guys or girls from that uh, category and they send them off to nationals, wherever it may be held. Uh, I think the last couple of years that I did it, like it was held in uh, Alberta and then like BC. Uh, but the last one that I won was the Olympic trials. Um, so basically they sent the two best boxers uh, from, from each province and we pretty much then they'll have like a national tournament and usually you know you'd be fighting probably three to four times depending on your weight class how and how how long do you fight in how many days uh so usually nationals would be uh over the stretch of a week like usually like five days uh provincials four three depending yeah he's got to make weight for each fight too and then you got to stay on weight the whole time and what's your weight class uh in the amateurs i fought at 178 what do you walk around at uh, right now, probably like 183 yeah. max. Oh, so it's, okay, so yeah. pretty close. Then. As, yeah. yeah, you have to as an amateur. Yeah. As a pro, he fights at 168. So yeah. Okay, yeah, he makes that cut. cut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I still walk around the same he's way. Still, yeah, he's, yeah, he doesn't yeah. get really too heavy, which has been, I think, uh, a part of uh, the success at a early stage of his career, not making huge weight. Some guys make stupid weight cuts, but he's always on, like, it's never a stress. We know he's dialed in. He makes his water cut. We do the water load, water drop, and then way in day, he's cool, calm, collected. It's kind of, it's nice to see. But with nationals, so you won nationals mm-hmm. at that time? Yeah, so I won uh, na- the, the last nationals that, well, it's not the last one that we had, but the last one for that Olympic uh, uh, circuit, uh, which was the tw- was, which was in 2019. And then, then I was on the national team from there. And then from there, uh, pretty much everybody on the team it was selected to go down to the uh, Continentals, uh, which is the Olympic qualifiers at that time. What do you, do you have to win the Continentals to qualify for the Olympics? Uh, I think it's the, depending on your weight class, it could be like the top three or top four. And my weight class, light heavyweight, it was the top four spots would get sent to the Olympics because uh, they would have like 16 uh, different fighters and every weight Damn, class. So you think you would have made it? I, I honestly thought I would have made it, man, oh, to be honest. So yeah. you didn't get a chance at the yeah. Olympics. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. but I, I, I don't know, right? Now it's just like... Yeah. You know, it it's just kind of up in the air and it's, it, it leaves a bitter taste in my no, mouth. Not, I don't think I'll ever it, get over it. It's not, it is what it is. We get yeah. to bitch and complain yeah. about yeah. COVID decisions. I know. It's, <laughs> How did you it's start? brutal, but it's also like, um, like any of these Olympic sports is super yeah. political and it's nonsense. Like there's so much nonsense. How did tell, you, well, tell them how many amateur fights you had. Uh, I had about seventy amateur fights. Wow. No I way! A lot yeah. of work right there. What? Yeah, people don't realize. Like, oh, yeah. people ask me too. Like, oh, how many fights has JM had? Oh, he's he's five and zero. And they look at me like, well, that's not. And I'm like, he had seventy amateur fights. Like this dude is well. What was your record out of seventy? Uh, I had a little bit over 50 wins, but I, I had exactly 16 losses. Like, I, I remember my losses, yeah. but I, you know, my wins, I know it was like somewhere over 50. Why? Because like they bother you, those losses? Uh, some of them do, but not all of them. But, you did know, you that, ever, that's that's what kind of makes you a, a better fighter. That's how you grow, right? So did you ever walk up, I guess, and say, holy shit, like that guy's a monster or, you know, I, I'm scared of this guy or is it just you just cannot have that mentality? No, no I don't think I ever really had that me- mentality. I mean, I think I had maybe yeah. one or two fights that I got like beat. Like, I know, like, I actually got beat. Yeah. I didn't really question it, but I never really was like, oh, this guy's going to destroy me. Like, I never thought like that. How did you get boxing into boxing? Judges can be like, yeah. it, it can be super, uh, like, out of left field. You're like, how did this guy come up with this scorecard? Like, yeah. unbelievably. How did you get started yeah. in boxing? Uh, so I got started. Like, uh you beat up as a kid? <laughs> uh, not really. Well, actually, another reason that's part of I didn't get beat up. But okay. I. Uh, but one of the main reasons why is uh, because you know, my family, on my mom's side, I had three of my uncles that boxed. And um, obviously, it's kind of been, like, in my life for, like, a long time. Cool. Um, but I didn't get started until I was, like, about, like, 17, 18. 
uh, like actually in a gym. But uh, you know, I knew how to throw like a I knew I knew how to throw like a jab across and whatnot. And you know, they they bought they all box for a long time, so it's kind of been around. You know the family for it for sounds bit, like you did get into some kind of scraps though as a kid yeah. uh not really i was kind of a good kid oh, okay. uh, but I, I, another reason why i wanted to get into it is because i felt like growing up maybe this was just in my head at the time but i thought it was kind of soft so i kind of wanted to have like you know some kind of street cred or some kind of cred to you know huh. you know make it seem that like you know like i ain't just this this nice kid you know like <laughs> what's the what's the difference between amateur and and pro there's no so amateur has had gear yeah. Is, is there what 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 are, the, what are the other main differences? So you take the head gear off, and what else? Uh, so the amount of rounds. Uh, the biggest difference is obviously the gloves. Uh, the big, gloves they're are smaller in pro. Yeah. So in, in pro, they pretty much like you have ten. Well, for us, we have ten ounce gloves, um, and they pretty much they they're pretty like small to be honest. Like if uh, if I were to show you guys, like it's pretty like flat. Uh, like across uh, your whole hand, pretty much. But in the amateurs, they have they have these really uh, big gloves, and all the weights at the front. Yeah, and it's like this, like maybe like three inches of like padding. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah. You should feel the yeah. pro gloves. Well, like before the fights, will like work them in. There's yeah. no like you're like when this guy gets hit, he's gonna feel it. So then, is, yeah. why, why, <laughs> then why do you wrap your hands as well? You wrap your hands to for greater impact behind the glove or to protect your hands or a bit of hands. both it's and just to yeah because you can you can break your hands 100 yeah. percent. and is that you wrap yeah. them so much with the tape that it's almost like a kind of it's like, like a, a cast, cast yeah right okay and your wrist too yeah i don't want your wrist doing any of this oh yeah because yeah. it it takes forever to heal those wrists when they get i feel like you're yeah. a genuine rocky story because i feel like going to the gym radix where i first crossed paths with you yeah there would be like an hvac van parked out because yeah. hvac yeah. stuff yeah. and then i go into the gym and there's this like animal training at a pace that i couldn't train at. even though when i first crossed paths with him i said a joke he didn't really know me i'm like hey listen if you really want to train you know let me be your kind of like training partner because if you can keep pace with me it means you're really good and he looked he looked at me like and kind of had a little googly eye moment yeah, and i thought right. he i thought he was going to be like should i hit him with my left smash, right i'm going to smash this guy right now like what's this guy challenging me to yeah. this this old slow guy's challenging me to some guy yeah <laughs> but then we got to know each other it was all yeah it was it was good it was good after that yeah after oh, hey i was just close man i was yeah. just close <laughs> you know, yeah you i know you're to. just trying to figure me out i'm like he's like who is this guy he's like jam's like the nicest dude ever and but he's got this switch when it comes you could to, totally like, see it in his eyes you could yeah. see it in his even eyes. me like what well, i did some like conditioning workouts with him and he'll like he'll look at me like yeah yeah between rounds and he'll pick yeah. up the pace and i'm like okay like it's on on you know yeah. it's very good yeah you put in the work i think that's what people don't see with with fighting i guess you know there's the word the regular you know boxing work as well but then everything for conditioning and it plays such a big role and i don't know how you i've never seen you train in a boxing gym but i just know the the mm -hmm. way you work for conditioning in the gym is like it's it's pretty intense you know i don't think in at least in your pro fights i don't know how it was before but since i've seen you train i think the anyone you're fighting probably doesn't have the conditioning you you have that you know the, the fight that i saw the guy didn't for sure yeah no not 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 even close i mean um yeah no we train pretty pretty hard i mean even the, just the ghost alone is a is a pretty crazy workout but i i just feel like a few years ago i kind of went through like a like a threshold and sometimes you sometimes like just mentally you just gotta get past it and once you just kind of get past it and you're at that threshold and you kind of just keep on training at that like you eventually like you'll kind of just you just get used to the suck yeah right yeah you got you you have to put yourself in a dark place though sometimes to, be yeah. able to keep going at that at that pace that yeah. that's the thing that's tough right yeah, yeah. Those, five, those fifth and sixth rounds and explain then, the ghost just so anyone listening so they know what you're talking about which is one of the worst workouts or i don't yeah. know if it's the worst but yeah. we've seen you do a lot of bad things but we, this one is bad yeah we used the echo bike for that one it was originally designed by crossfit for um Roberto Guerrero and his nickname was the ghost. That's why they call oh, okay. it the ghost. So it's uh, one minute of it's originally was rowing cows, but we switched it to the echo bike to make it worse. So it's like an assault bike. Yeah, I guess like assault your hands bike, are moving in your feet. But the echo bike's worse than the assault bike. So we just try to make it as bad as possible. So we do one minute max cows and then he goes into one minute of max burpees and then into one minute of max double unders. Then he rests for a minute. So three minutes on, one minute off, just like a boxing fight. And then we do as many rounds as he's fighting. So now we're doing six rounds of it. We start off with four and we're at six. When he switches over to eight round fights, we'll do eight rounds of it. If he fights for a belt, uh, you know, we might be doing a lot more. So if he's fighting for six, is it wise to then do eight, do eight rounds? So he has so more? You're, no, your body, 
we do work in longer time domains, but your body adapts to specific times, specific ways of mm -hmm. training. So what's the point of having more energy for seven, eight, if there's no seven and eight, right? We want him to be peaked out for six. So your hard body's rounds. learning to spread yeah, its energy over that exactly. time frame. Yeah. So we want, like, we want to make it as specific as possible. Mm -hmm. That's why we're, we're working in the three minute on one minute off there's no seven or eighth round. So if he starts to get in the mentality of like, okay, during the ghost, during the fifth and sixth round, this is where I'm going to kind of make sure that I'm kind of hovering at a pace that I can hit seven and eight hard. Then in the fight, it's useless. There's no seven and eight in that fight. Right. So he needs to learn. This is like the way we approach it now is the same way we approach the fight is in the first round. He finds his pace. In the first round, if you come out swinging, trying to take somebody's head off, you're going to get a huge adrenaline rush and a dump, and then he's going to look like crap coming in the back corner. That would be me. So this, this, yeah, this last fight, he came back to the corner. He stood the whole time, didn't even sit on the stool. You know what it's like oh, wow. being in the other side of that, and you sit down and you're breathing hard, and the other dude just sitting there looking at you like, wait till yeah. I get back yeah, out there. Yeah, and he didn't sit on the second round either. Oh, sure. Or the third. But do you want him to maybe the third? Like, don't you want? Do you want him to try to calm down so that he's not too amped? He up? he wasn't. He was cool. Yeah. Like he used like you know he uses his jab, establishes the range, lands what he can land. If there's something that's open, he'll take it. If not, there's you know we got six rounds of work. There's no know? benefit to sitting. Like for you, if you sit, you don't feel like your heart rate comes down a little bit more or something. You're just like it's the same. If you're not tired, it's the same thing too. No, not really. Unless I'm like really tired or really need to sit, then I'll, I'll sit. But. No, I mean, sometimes it's better to stand up because you're not kind of just, you know, sitting down. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like when you get back up, you get a bit of a head rush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, you, get so. out of, you get out of the zone a bit, if, even if it's in a short period of time, if you sit down again. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the rounds, like, again, the more of a war he's in, the more he'll need to come back, sit down, regroup. But, like, he at no point during the last fight or any of fights have I seen him being, like, you know, having mm -hmm. to take huge breaths or anything. Yeah. He's just calm and collected. Sean's screaming away. I'm. It's like <laughs> me and Sean are the yin, yin and the yang in the corner. Sean. Sean is his head coach. Head coach, coach for boxing. Yeah. Head coach out of where? Uh, Mississauga. Mississauga. Yeah. And then how did you guys cross? And what's the name of that gym? Sorry. A gr grindhouse. Grindhouse. Okay. Yeah. Where is that in Mississauga, roughly? Uh, it's a Queen Queensway and uh, Dixie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like where we grew up, Sean actually coached me boxing back in the day at combat arts. He was the head boxing guy at combat arts there. And so we've had a pretty tight relationship for a long time. So we've worked as a duo with a lot of uh, national champion, um, amateur boxers over the years. And then, so when he started working with John Michael and needed a strength and conditioning coach, you reached out to me and me and JM hit it off really well. And then John Michael, what's your, like, and when you're training for a fight, what's your week look like? What kind of training schedule do you keep? Um, I guess like it, it, it really depends, but usually we'll do like, uh, well, me, I'll see Dan, like usually like Tuesdays and Fridays, like morning, uh, usually pretty early before I am going to work, uh, like five, five thirty ish. Um, but usually I'll have like boxing, like two, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, even like Thursday. And then I have like some sparring, like here and there. It really depends, obviously depending on my work schedule and, mm. you know, other things that are going on. Because you're working full time while you're doing this. For, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 And, and finding yeah. good sparring partners. So like if oh. you find a good sparring partner, then Got we, we kind of work around that as well because it's hard to find good guys yeah. to get good training with. So if somebody like he's been working with Steve Rolls, who's really good. Um, if you find a guy like that and he's got a schedule, then you just work. Yeah, just he, work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's good because it, like to some guys are just a good sparring partner because they like, are they, is it, he no, this guy's like a good fighter or is he a good boxer? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a higher caliber pro. Um, so it just, if around here, you know, you, you got to, you got guys who are either journeymen or amateurs and then you can get good, like just good volume work but then you want the good technical, technical work, work yeah. where you're like yeah. you know this guy's gonna make you think he's gonna make you work he's not gonna let you hit him for no reason you know so how hard do you guys go like on a scale of one to ten when you guys are sparring like on average i know sometimes it'll be harder than others but on average is it like a five you're kind of in the middle like what do you mm, I, I think it depends what you're trying to really work on yeah. but i mean it, it could depend on different days like sometimes like the first like if i'm doing six maybe the first four rounds i'm just kind of like going like 50 60 percent and and then i need to you know eventually the five six then i'll step it up but it depends i think closer to the fight i usually start picking up my sparring you know instead of like working on stuff i just try to work on my output and just kind of put everything together um I mean, I, I can't, it's kind of hard to see if I'm going a hundred percent because sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, but 
at the same time, like you don't want to knock out your sparring partner. Yeah, sure. Right. So, and, so, and, and sometimes if, even if you want to go hundred percent, you know, you might just be, you know, might just throw something, you might be swinging for the fences and then, you know, you get hit with something you, you don't, you don't see and could be, you know, it's, it's not good for you. Right. Yeah. What I, there must be some, I mean, I know like the good fighters that know they're good and they, and they're successful. There's no ego in the, in a boxing gym, mm-hmm. but there must be some guys that want to prove a point. So they're like, oh, so James has some success. So when you walk in the gym or anyone else, doesn't have to be you, you kind of get sized up a bit. Is that, that, is that like, Uh, it's happened in the past. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I had guys come in, so I wasn't at the gym at this time, but uh, uh, a few years ago, Sock Sock was uh, telling me how some guy came to the gym. I don't know who he was. But he came to the gym when I wasn't there and he was like looking for me. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know what his name is. He still never like he never came back. Um, I think he ended up sparring with some kids yeah. that day. But I, I don't know who this guy was, but he just kind of came in the gym, asked me one day and then took off and <laughs> never, never saw him again. What, in- it's a small circle. So like you'll see he'll see a lot of the same guys and you won't run into those issues. If you start like if he, for instance, if he went to Montreal and, you know, hit up a couple of different gyms, yeah. then you're going to get a Because Montreal has a bigger that. boxing scene. Not only that is like you're this, you're coming from Ontario, oh, to, yeah. you know, and it's like then it's more of a little bit of a, you know, turf war type mentality but around here like everybody on the local scene kind of mm. knows each other and yeah you know you have to have that respect because if you want to have sparring partners in the long run you got to respect got each other so that's why when the fights the fights that i've seen there's like either a guy from out of country or a guy from like the east coast will come in or something like that so it's not or you'll be flying out someplace yeah so it's because if it's all on the local scene there's i mean I'm there, sure there's some rivalries so there, too, but. there is one guy who's calling your name on the local scene right? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's one guy he fought in the amateurs he's a pro now as well and uh he got interviewed after his last fight and you know after you win a fight you got yeah, that. yeah. Up. and then he yeah. started calling jam's name like canadian belt that and i'm like man this is a mistake how the last yeah. fight when, 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 how long did you guys fight oh man the problem tw- probably 2019 oh gosh so a lot's yeah, changed twice, for yeah. both of you guys since then but what, oh, what, sure. what was the result then oh i won both fights oh oh yeah. both you fought yeah. twice yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when you you had that a lot of amateur uh, fights, was there a moment that you knew you were going to turn professional? Oh yeah, Man, what, like what was that moment? A yeah. long time ago, I would say probably after like maybe like fourteen, fifteen fights. Why? Like, back in like what went through your head that you were like, I'm going to turn pro? Um, I just thought like I was I was good enough at that point. Um, you know, where I was starting to get good, I could I could start to see my potential, and I was like, man, why not do this for? Uh, for money, right? What do you think but, is good about you? Is it your reach, your mental toughness? Like, what what do you think is good? Uh, I think it's my resilience more than anything. Just just to keep going and keep grinding. I think that that what that that makes a difference between myself and a lot of other fighters. I mean, keep grinding in the fight or in training, all of it. Well, both, all of it. And where yeah. does that come from? Um, I don't know. Just I think I've, I've I was kind of born with it. Mm. I guess right because I mean sometimes like it, like it's a mental thing, right? More than anything, you know. Obviously, I, I love boxing and i love to do it uh i don't like training a lot but you you know you just gotta you gotta do it and you gotta grind it out right you know like you just gotta he has a ass a sock yeah he also has a yeah. unique ability to control his emotion and uh um it's hard to put like i've worked with a lot of boxers in the past who are like like also super uh, talented on all kinds of levels in box for a long time and come fight night and stuff. You could see how much the nerves played on them, how much it drained their energy. Hmm. I've never seen it with him. He's just cool, calm, collected like the whole time. Then in not like, um, not overly amped or, or like, you know, going into flight mode where you're like, I want to get the hell out of here. He's like in that perfect kind of five range of like being amped enough, you know, last time there was like, like he'll bring the speaker into the warm up room and play the music he likes and create like a vibe. And he, he just looks like, you know, I'm born to do this. Wow. And it's not overly amped where you're like, Oh man, he's going to come out so hot in the first round and then die. And it's not also not like he's backing away from what's happening. He's just in the moment. <clears throat> 
So what and are the coaches doing like during, during that when you're when he's in that kind of before the fight and he's in that oh, mode? Me and are Sean are like, like laughing. Sh- shut your like mouth and like no, we like yeah. me and Sean are enjoying ourselves. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we like make fun of other like we'll see fighters pass by like oh that guy got the crap kicked out. Oh, like, we just enjoy <laughs> ourselves in the back. But he's in his zone. He's got his headphones on, you know. And then when it's time to hit pads and Sean puts on the pads, Sean's probably one of the best pad holders around. Um, yeah. Why? He's just so, I don't know. He's done it for so long. He's quick. He's on the ball. He's, he speaks faster than anybody I know. It's just like, like it's just happening. He's just really good with it. His just, shoulders must hurt, man. Holding those pads like over, he's, over that he's long, a, your shoulders yeah. must start killing you by the end. I, I think so. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. yeah. He, he's just, um, I, I don't know. I have nothing but respect for Sean. I remember, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I remember when Ronda Rousey was in the UFC and everybody was touting her and then they were, I remember Mike Tyson, someone else went to go watch her train and then that next fight she lost, she got destroyed and everyone went back to the person holding the pads and they said, if you watch that, the way they were holding the pads, I guess they weren't moving them right and she was just like hitting the pads. So there's a skill to moving the pads to make it properly. For sure. And then also like you want to be mimicking just muscle memory of like how you're going to approach the fight. So it's not just, you're not just randomly hitting combos. So the right, the right like, combo. Yeah. It's like, what, how is he approaching this fight? How is he approaching the first round? What, like, what has he been working on? And you put that into motion and you get the body prep for that. So like he'll, he'll skip, he'll stretch out. Then it's pad work about a minute on minute off get, you know, he gets a little bit of a glow going on with some sweat. Um, so he's ready to go. And then, uh, you know, all the gears on and then they, they call you out to the staging area and, uh, they'll, you know, the announcer does his, uh, so J- that's behind J- the money. curtain, behind the yeah, curtain yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, uh, whatever song he picked for that particular outfit he's wearing will come on and his entrance yeah. will start to happen. That's when you like, it, it you start to so see fast. him, you yeah. start to see him start to jump around. You're like, okay. Like, yeah. And we have to um, stop here. Cause this is a very important point yeah. that I mentioned to you earlier. Cause my wife said, yeah. hey, <laughs> I know nothing about boxing, but let him know that his gear or his what, whatever the shorts and well, you know, yeah. she's like, those are, on, those are on point at all times. Like the last one, no, it wasn't the last one. This was two fights ago, probably, especially the Santa one, the fur line, Santa, yeah. Yeah. The fur line Santa one. She's like, who yeah. wouldn't like that? Yeah. yeah. The, the crowd started cheering, kill him Santa at one point. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Describe, <laughs> what you were, describe what you were wearing. Uh, so basically I was wearing, um, so I was wearing like red, I guess red velvet, uh, with like, uh, the lining, the, not the lining, but, the with the the trim was uh I think it was like it was pretty much like white fur yeah and then I had trim on and your my shorts, shorts too, as right? well yeah the white yeah. fur trim on your yeah, shorts the, too the white fur yeah, yeah. white fur trim yeah. on red my uh, shorts it was right yeah. before Christmas like it was a yeah. December or something who's making right? those uh, my aunt actually she actually lives in Buffalo and um yeah no she 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 is a stylist and she she makes uh well she does a, a few other uh fighters out there as well but um yeah no. You are standing yeah. out with your yeah. oh, what you're yeah. wearing. It's amazing. It's yeah, like it's, it's, great. it's a combination of like feeling good about what you how you look and and marketing and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but it gets the yeah. crowd behind you yeah. too because they're like, "Who is this yeah. guy? Like, so, how yeah. can you not get behind this guy?" Yeah. So when you're getting ready in that staging <laughs> yeah. area or whatever you called it, what are you, what's going through your mind right when you're about to go into the ring? Uh, man, like to be honest, like not not too much, man. Like I try try to have like a clear mind before I go in. But like it just happens so fast. It's like one moment you're just like, yeah, you're mm. getting changed, and then boom, you're doing pads, and then all of a sudden you're like walking towards the ring. I think the 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 toughest part is just like the walk before you come out, because then you're just like, you know, you're. It's, I guess you're in you're in your head you're in your head like a little bit, right? So you're in the but moment. Think, once once it begins, yeah. you're just going through the motions. You're in the moment. There's yeah. not much thinking. Yeah, there's not much thinking. Yeah, mm. yeah. I just try to focus on like what's going on like now. Okay, like I'm gonna walk towards the ring. Okay, now I'm in the ring. Yeah. Okay, like there's my opponent. Okay, we're gonna touch gloves, and then uh, and in the fight during a round, what's going through your head? Nothing, man. It's just you're like, just re- re- yeah. I, I'm just going. Like yeah, You're just reacting, yeah. trying to put your pressure where you want to put your pressure, reacting to what's happening. Yeah. In between rounds, do you hear your coach as well? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Well, you'll, yeah. Hear, like, you'll hear what Sean has Yeah, Sean, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. you can adapt to what he's saying in between rounds? Yeah, well, no, no, 100%. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Do you but, hear the crowd in between rounds? Uh, Yeah, like I'll, I'll hear like certain things, like yeah. some people might call, like, call out some things and whatnot, but 
I don't know. Sometimes you you, you just you pick up on. I remember we things. got a chance to go see yeah. Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, and in between rounds, like people are screaming your name and cheering, yeah. and I'm always wondering, I'm like, is he hearing the support? It, but he's yeah. probably not hearing it, but the support's there because it was yeah. cool to hear. Like people are screaming at you yeah. in support of you. Yeah. And but I'm like, he's so focused. There's always that like random uh, drunk ex-boxer who's yelling some random. Oh, hom- I heard those. Hom- especially at the Ham- <laughs> No, at that Hamilton location. By the yeah. way, we, it was great, to, but the crowd there. I'm it's not gonna crazy. lie. Yeah. I thought Nick and I had to watch our backs a little. I was like, yeah. man, I'm, I was glad we were there with yeah. you and a big table of us because yeah. I'm looking around and it felt like there was all different boxing gyms there. Yeah. And I, I, I swear, at one point I'm like, a chair is about to go flying in this place and it's gonna be mayhem. Dude, I was scanning the exits. You think I'm Hamilton's like, bad? Go to Sydney, Nova Scotia, where really? it's yeah. like yeah. a combination of Hamilton and <laughs> living in the middle of nowhere. There's I not, saw a girl, a lady, get mad at a dude, pick her chair up. WWE style and start swinging yeah. at his head. <laughs> no way. Yeah, this is after yeah. my fight, but it after was, it was fight, wild, man. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, there's got to be fights sometimes, and then yeah. you just answered that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's And it's uh, like a lot of times it's the women, man. Yeah, it is. Like it is. in Hamilton, a, uh, uh, like a girl versus girl fight broke out by the bar and one of your first fights. Um, and then this lady with the chair, I'm like, geez, man, don't mess with You that could just chick. feel the yeah. energy in there. You could feel there's different people scoping each other out. And, you know, sometimes oh, my, sure. my friends will laugh because I always wear a gold chain. You're wearing a gold chain. Nick's yeah. wearing a gold chain. You have a chain. I have a chain. You have a chain yeah. on. Yeah. And usually you don't see people Tom wearing. Tom just sized up everyone. <laughs> gold chain. Whether or not they're, own, they're, <laughs> they're wearing a gold chain. I noticed that right chain. when he walked in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a nice gold chain. Um, but uh, usually I don't, I'm not in environments where people are wearing gold chains. At that, when we went to go see you fight, oh, everybody. everybody was wearing yeah. a gold chain. And no, one like yeah, like, yeah, like what is yeah, this yeah. crowd who yeah. are these people yeah. <laughs> and I, I, last yeah. one sold out yeah the last one sold out yeah. Like, yeah and there was more gold chains than i ever seen before <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's more like a social event too right you know you go there you dress up nice you hang out with your friends you know have drinks whatever yeah watch people fight each other you yeah, know? yeah last yeah. time we were smart there's a big yeah. lineup to get into the parking lot the underground parking lot and i'm like why well, i'm not gonna wait in line we our accountant's close to there so we'll just park in the parking lot that we always park in by the accountant one block away no big deal and now I know, but no one was parked there. I'm like, this is weird. Come back at whatever time. It wasn't super late. It was like 1030 and my, my window smashed in my car. I'm like, oh, oh now I know why people don't park here at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> During the daytime, that, yeah. that park is packed. Yeah. At night, there was no one there. No. I'm like, this is unusual. Yeah. Now yeah. I get it. And the yeah. car next to us also had its yeah. windows yeah. smashed. Oh my God. What is, uh, yeah. uh, is there a moment in your amateur or pro career now that you're most proud of that you look back and you're like, damn, that was like a bit of a turning point. I'm really kind of proud I got through that. I know it uh, is already. Uh, well, definitely. <laughs> or, wait, 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 well, well what, what is it? If, if, if I, so if I had to say it's the, the fight with the dude from Montreal. Or, yeah. 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 As, as a that pro dude talked yeah. so much crap. Yeah. And got knocked the f- out. Yeah. Man. So, <laughs> when, when was that one? Um, so yeah, as a, I guess as a pro moment, but this was, uh, I, I don't know if you guys came, no, maybe not, but this is back in August. Uh, it was my third pro fight. Uh, he was 4-0. Um, I don't know how many knockouts. And I was uh, 2-0 with one knockout. Um, but, yeah, it was just kind of unnecessary. So, the day before, um, like, we had, like, media weigh-ins. Uh, so, they're not real weigh-ins. But, obviously, you know, sure. it just kind of looks good. I think only the main event guys were weighing in. So, they wanted us to come in, have a, you know, have a bit of a show and whatnot. Um, so, he was kind of sizing me up that day. And then, you know, whatever, we ended up going back to the hotel, resting up. And then the next morning, the following morning, uh, we went to go uh, do the actual weigh-ins, right? Because in Ontario, you have to weigh in like the day of. So we went to the actual weigh-ins. You know, he weighed in on weight. I weighed weighed in on weight. And then we just did like a quick little face-off. But he was just like, he got right... As soon as we, like, it came, like we stood like face-to-face, he just came right up to my face. Like his nose was touching my nose. He was like, oh, you know, I'll see you tonight. I don't know what he was saying. He was he speaks French, but I, I know he was talking a lot of crap. Nonsense. Yeah. So was he doing that, you think, to psych himself up? I think so. I think so. I think so. Because I was just kind of smiling and yeah. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll see tonight. And man. what was the result of that fight? Uh, I knocked him out in two minutes. Oh, no way. Yeah. It was uh, a nasty knockout. Yeah. Dude. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, the, oh, I think I remember you, you sent a text that it was oh, a nasty dude, knockout. Okay. Yeah. This guy, I couldn't believe it. Not only that is like these guys weighed in and uh, I'm like trying to get a picture post on some social media stuff while he's weighing in this guy's corner man comes in like tries to push me out of the way like i can't take a picture yeah. and i'm like yeah. yo these guys are crazy like they were so i don't know it was way like they were so intense and then what he brought to the ring was so garbage I, like he just got 
dummy. Yeah, I got annihilated. I have that that <laughs> that photo that I have that's that I'm gonna post in the gym of you walking away and he's laying on the ground is one of the greatest. Oh, it's yeah, yeah it's yeah, great. Yeah. I think yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. It's a cool one. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you do this, man. Yeah, yeah I don't know how you. I'd get in that ring. I'd already be terrified. The guy would swing at me once. I get hit. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go into the corner now and curl up into a ball. Uh, that's <laughs> that's the fight you wore the leopard print one right yeah i did yeah yeah, yeah. With so he, he had gladiator. Like, he had this like gladiator yeah. outfit with leopard print and he came out to welcome to the jungle it was oh wow amazing. who yeah. comes up with the idea um <laughs> uh, i guess a little little bit of me but mostly my aunt yeah. you know she just got like even my last outfit uh like the gold red and uh blue like i i told her i'm like make whatever you want to make <laughs> yeah it looked like yeah. ro- it looked like royalty yeah that's what he looked like yeah it's like the king is coming you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> love it man so now you fought the last fight with somebody in the top 100 how did like how does this work you fought someone in the top rank box rank Uh, okay box rank ranks the boxers um globally yeah and that's how you can go you can move your way up the standings and give yourself a better shot at title shots or so it's one company that one that that, that ranks everyone yeah it's like a website yeah yeah so then each fight they're looking for just to kind of bring the level of who he's facing up and up and up and it it brings uh it brings his ranking every fight. So closer, that's not closer. your job. So you sign with a promoter and then yeah. they find you the fight? Right. Well, also, I have a, a manager as well. His name's uh, Gary Freeman. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's, he's Oh, he's, man, he's you guys around. should get Gary on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a character he's, right there. <laughs> he, he, he's been around for a long time. But yeah, no, he, uh, I ended up signing a contract with him. But Three Lines, well, which was a promo- promotion, uh, promotional company, they were interested in signing me. So then, um, yeah, I signed with Gary and pretty much what a manager's job is to do is pretty much take care of the fighter, uh, where the promoter usually takes care of the event, right? So they'll try to like, you know, get, get guys, whatever. But we usually like, it's good to have like a manager so we can analyze our opponent, right? Because sometimes you might just get, you know, the promoter throwing in whoever and thinking, oh, this is a good fight for you, maybe a good step up, whatever the case is. But then you you might end not end up performing that well. And this guy could be like, you know, the next big thing. And you know, nobody, you know, no, nobody knows that. Right. So it's kind of good to have like, to do some background research and to kind of have a team to kind of help you do, to do that. Right. Cause you want to, especially at this stage, you want to kind of have to like build up, you know, to uh, those bigger fights. So they'll talk to, so how does that work? So Gary talks to the promoter yeah, and then, or not even, I mean, they decide when, or so Gary's looking for what he thinks might be a good fight or, and then they, they approach that fighter or manager or whatever and say, Hey, what do you think? And then they figure out if they think it's a good fight for them. And then you guys kind of figure out, you know, and then what, and so, so if the two managers talk and they're like, this makes sense, then they go to the promoter and say, Hey, this is what we want to do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Then we'll figure out how many rounds we're doing. Uh, what's the weight we're fighting at, you know, the purse and, uh, all that, all that kind of stuff. If there's, um, a, yeah. yeah, if you're gonna lose money, if you don't make weight, yeah. like mm. all the stuff, goes all the, the detail. Contract. Yeah. So, so these get, promotions run run Canada or North America. You sign on to different promotions and there's um, different. There, yeah, there's definitely a whole bunch of promotions. Okay. Uh, in Canada alone, I believe there's, there's quite a few. There's been a few that's been popping up in Ontario, maybe like six, seven. Off Canada, maybe 10. And I you're with say. a promotion for a length of time or a number of fights? Uh, yeah, a length of time and a number of fights. So both. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's... Is boxing yeah. growing again? It feels like it for is. a while boxing was kind of like it just yeah. went down a little bit, but it feels like there's a little bit of like momentum behind again. it again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Actually, I got asked that question the other day, and uh, I feel like it is like growing again. Like, I feel like there was a time where it was kind of just like dead. I guess like in, I don't know, maybe like when UFC started to take off, yeah. like in the mid 2000s. And yeah. and the boxing yeah. champions at that time, who was the champion for a long time? Was it Klitschko? It was Klitschko, Klitschko. yeah, like and during boring. that period. And it was just it was kind of, bo- yeah, boring. exactly. It's just yeah. boring, no personality behind it. We so need, there was no, it was hard a, to get the hype, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, how do you replicate a Mike Tyson? No. Yeah. He had no. everything. But you know, yeah, know what? The power, was, Tyson the, Fury and the wider, those fights, yeah. you know, when those Tyson, helped. Yeah. Tyson, Tyson Fury, again, like, yeah. it's a combination of, like, you need to be really good at what you're doing, but you also need to be really good at, like, the media side of yeah. things. Like, those those lines from Mike Tyson will last forever. They're, like, legendary, yeah. you know? Like, mm-hmm. this guy's, like, talking about how he broke his back in the middle of the ring. Like, it just, yeah. it's so good. Now, and and listen, he bit the guy's, he bit, he bit Holyfield's ear. ear off. Like, yeah. who doesn't want to watch he, the next fight after someone does that? Yeah, and yeah. he also said some stuff that's, like, totally out there. Like, you know, I'll eat your babies. Like, those kind of, uh, I forgot you know? about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 he was Wild out stuff. there. Yeah. But at that time, it was, like, De La Hoya was fighting. Like, yeah. when I was watching boxing, there was a bunch of those guys. There was stars, super 
superstars. Yeah. Even recently, yeah. like, like Mayweather, I know it was just basically an exhibition fight, but with yeah. Mayweather and McGregor, when they fought, like that yeah. was huge because he had two big personalities. Yeah, and yeah. one of, that's probably, if not the highest grossing fight ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like people will pay to watch. Yeah. And that's, McGregor couldn't, I mean, he can't hold it with him. Do you know what no. I mean? Even though he's younger, whatever. And, no. but people are still paying still to, watch pay to watch because of the personality side of it. Yeah. 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 McGregor was like the Mayweather of the UFC kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like with Mayweather, whether you loved or hated him, it didn't matter because you're going to pay to watch. Yeah. Because if you yeah. hated him, Win you want to watch him lose. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so JM, when you <laughs> see someone like Tyson Fury, what makes him great? His offense or his defense? Like what, what makes someone like that great? Um, I think a little bit of both. I, I mean, I would even say just like outside of the ring too, like his charisma, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's obviously uh, some of the battles like he's probably been through and whatnot. But um, yeah, I would say a little bit of everything, a little bit of defense, offense. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like just like you'll get to a certain point, I feel like where everyone's kind of just like roughly the same. But this guy has something else that these other guys don't have, right? You know, it could just be, you know, like resilience or it could just be stamina or just could be, you know, whatever the case may be. One very maybe just like a crazy, like an insane chin. Mm-hmm. Right, that kind of just you know makes that guy like way better. Remember when he got yeah. knocked out? Who was it knocked him out? Wider? Wilder. Uh, Wilder. Yeah, Wild, yeah, Deontay Wilder. Yeah, yeah. Deontay Wilder. Yeah. yeah, knocked him out, and it was look, looked vicious. He's flat yeah. on the canvas, yeah. and then he opens his eyes like the Undertaker yeah. in WWE. Yeah. Stands that, back up, yeah. so like up, yeah. he's a resilient guy. Yeah. Yeah. They said that yeah. Jesus brought him back to life. Is that yeah. what he said? <laughs> that's what that's what they say. Oh, that's what yeah. they say. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it, yeah, because Wilder ain't no joke. Like he was knocking out everybody at that point. Yeah, he's knocked out everybody he's fought. Yeah, yeah. yeah except Fu- Fury. Fury is, um, you look at him and you underestimate how athletic that is. Yeah, because he does not look he athletic. Is yeah. unbelievably yeah. athletic. He moves and, like speed and his feet, his footwork. Yeah. Like he's just a tubby big man, but he like mm. he's athletic. It's yeah. it's it's, uh, and on top of that, he's like six foot nine with the crazy reach. So he uses yeah. it all to his advantage. It's it's cool to watch. If there is someone listening to this who's young and is like, I want to just protect myself because they're getting into fights, what's the best thing for them to learn? Is it defense, like how to avoid punches more so than offense? Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say, I would say so. I mean, yeah, defense is really important, man. You know, because when you start making, um, like, for if you're like fighting, right, as an amateur, like if you make guys miss, you can make them really frustrated. You know, and you can send up like a and they get tired. Yeah, they get because I feel like when I'm watching Tyson Fury, that's what he's doing. He's making people just constantly miss. Yeah, have you ever thrown like have you ever thrown a punch as hard as you can and miss somebody? Yeah, it also hurts. Mm -hmm. Like your elbow, everything is like that is not right. If you're really swinging for the fences, oh yeah, somebody and you make them miss, it hurts. Yeah, so it yeah, I think uh, it's also just if you're talking about straight up like street fighting, it's probably a good way to keep your head you know, in a good place. Yeah. This is, this, it's a tough thing because as a fighter, there are some purses and stuff, but you, there's a lot of expenses involved in all the coaches and everything, oh, yeah. you know, it's a tough, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough. So like you're, when you're working full time and you're trying to train and all that, th- those things this, combined, it, it yeah. makes for a busy time. This, oh, yeah, dedicated. this camp, he, there was one day he came yeah. in and he's like, oh man, my back is like super sore. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, like I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, all right, what, like, was it, you know, was it doing the explosive stuff? Was it smart? Like what? And he's like, no, I was doing this job, this HVAC job. And I was stuck in this position for like eight hours and I couldn't yeah, get my, yeah, my back was like bent over, you know, and, and I'm like, like, Oh geez. What is yeah. it? Are you residential HVAC? Yeah. Residential, commercial, yeah, residential. All residential. So he's yeah, listening, yeah. lifting a furnace. Yeah. He was like lifting yeah, man. every day. <laughs> what took JM down? Man, it was this furnace that he yeah. was getting from the truck. Yeah. Just took him out. Yeah. That's I was like, Oh shoot. Like, where, where do you, where do you work? Is it like Mississauga, Oakville, Burbank? I actually worked right over here at Atlas Care. Oh, yeah, you're right, right around the corner. So yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Someone who doesn't know is going to have JM, you know, this professional boxer yeah. in their house talking about furnace, fixing their furnace. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a world. So yeah. at, at yeah. that point, I guess that's why you're saying if boxing needs, it, it hopefully gets a little more popular. So there's a little bit more money flowing yeah. through this. Yeah, just sports in Canada is sometimes it's tough. It's like even tough. the amateur oh, yeah. scene compared to the US. Yeah. And I know there's yeah. a bigger population there. So it's, it's harder. It would be harder, obviously, to win nationals at in the US with that many people versus Canada and stuff. But it's just the support and the, the facilities and the funding for it. It's just, there's just more things available. Uh, yeah, right? no, way, way, way more things. It's, I don't know, I think, it needs to change. You know, there's just not like a lot of funding. Even when I was on the national team, like, um, 
I think you would technically only get an allowance if you're staying there and it's not much man like it's it's barely just to make Mm -hmm. ends meet you know and you still have to pay for like a lot of your flights like like if you're fighting for example like we went to Hungary uh 2020 just before COVID hit and um it was my first fight on the national team um it was a tournament that we did and we I can't remember how much I paid but I think it was like 2,500 and I literally had to come out of my own pocket yeah you know, just for just for one tournament, right? We had to pay for the hotel, food, like literally everything. The only yeah. thing that they did is like, you know, just book everything for us, right? Yeah, and if you're on the, but, you'd think if you're on the national team representing the country and you've made it to that point, yeah. there should be some, yeah. some funding for that, you know, yeah. just kind of to to make yeah. it work. That, yeah. I feel like there's goal. enough tax yeah. dollars going, oh, going sure. somewhere. I don't know where somewhere. they're yeah, going. But it's but not they're... going to tourism. No, there. no. Yeah. And then, so what about nutrition? You're young, so do you have to pay attention to that, Dan? Do you help out with that at all? Like, yeah, he doesn't have to, like, he stays pretty close and he's yeah. uh, been doing it for so long that he understands what he has to eat. Sometimes I feel like he undereats a bit but yeah. it was that, that was also around the time he was moving mm. uh, oh, so yeah. he was moving houses I'm like have you eaten? I'm like no I haven't eaten yet yeah. today I'm like dude you gotta eat man but he uh, he knows what he needs to eat and then we use stuff like he uses the element uh, electrolytes every day stuff like that to keep him hydrated properly yeah. what's cool is you'll come in I guess your wife boxes as well yeah she because she'll that. come in yeah. sometimes and do the sessions with you mm-hmm. and yeah I see you guys working out together sometimes I'm like that's cool man because she obviously like supports what you're yeah. doing if she's into oh, it like yeah. that, she'll, she'll, do, she'll do the whole workout too yeah she does yeah. she does the ghost <laughs> the whole ghost six yeah. rounds really yeah. oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah Jim where did you grow up Miss Saga uh Mississauga yeah what uh, what, uh, what are your friends saying about you um, no, they, they've, they've always known, like I've, I've always kind of been in, in it. I mean, they kind of know me for that now because they've known me for so long. I've been doing it for so long, but they, they love it, man. They, they always support it. What high school did you go to? Uh, I went to Ascension in, oh. uh, Malton. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Small yeah. world, man. Yeah, small world. Yeah. yeah. We went to Pocock in Mississauga, but it was in yeah. Etobicoke, um, at that time. When you went, yeah. You went, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You went uh, to the Mississauga. Yeah, you're, you're an old guy. I'm an old guy. Don't yeah. forget. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That high school was wild at the time. Yeah, because yeah. wasn't there a rule? Because you guys weren't in the area, they couldn't send the kids home or yeah. something. They shipped us to Etobicoke, yeah, because we had outgrew the Mississauga location while they were building the new location. Oh, okay. And then we all figured out, it, you know, uniform, you didn't have to wear it because they couldn't send you home because they had to put you on a bus to get back to mississauga so then the school just it started it was that slow creep where people didn't wear uniforms and before you know it like the hallways are crazy somebody i knew stole a car from a police officer's driveway drove it right into the calf like through the window drove it in, right into the, calf. the school just started it, there was like different illegal things that were stolen being sold in the school in the middle of the school like every high school has that kind of yeah. stuff but this was just like over the top there was fights breaking out it was just kind of it was mayhem. Looking back, that high school was complete mayhem. Yeah. But it taught you how to be, because if you, if you couldn't fight, you had to be witty. Like yeah. if you couldn't handle yourself or make friends quickly, mm-hmm. you were going to get into a fight. Yeah. So that environment really kind of taught you some street smarts because oh, yeah. there, was, yeah. there was a lot of shit going on. Yeah. So you had to make multiple groups of friends. It was, you know, it got political sometimes. It was fun. I loved it. I learned yeah. so much from all <laughs> yeah. the characters. Yeah. That's how you, um, that's how you, uh, yeah, develop in life. Yeah. yeah. So how does, uh, how does someone who's young and starting then get into boxing? They go, they show up at one of these boxing gyms and start training. And what age would that be? Uh, so I started a little bit later like 17 18 uh i i think like if if like if i were to have kids or if, if i knew somebody uh, if i knew somebody who wanted who had young kids and wanted to get into it i think 12 is kind of a good age you know uh at the same time you don't want to be taking too much damage early on because there's some guys um that you know obviously they'll be they'll be fighting uh since they're like six five six seven eight but by the time they get to like 21 22 they're they're done, right? They can't like punch drunk. You know, they're punch drunk. Yeah. yeah, and I've known like quite a guy, quite a few guys like that. Sorry, what's punch drunk? Well. Uh, punch drunks basically they've had concussions. And yeah, stuff? like a bunch of concussions. Okay. You know, you're talking. You know, you're mumbling. Uh, you know, I'm mumbling sure. all the time. Yeah, you know, fighters get like that. Yeah, so, you can't put sentences together properly. It's like you know. there's something always in their mouth. Too. Yeah, isn't like that does that does yeah? You know, with all the all the kind of information now about, yeah, never about concussions and that's does that type of stuff work? like there's got to be some concern there some some way shape or form but it's just like hey this is what i like yeah. to do i mean there's you know all of us have some things that we're like yeah i know that there's some things i do aren't bad for me but i've decided i'm going to do uh, do it anyways yeah so aren't good for me well i think the sport has changed you know i think you know obviously like i think way back in the day it used to be like 15 rounds now we're doing 12 rounds and a lot of fighters are fighting a lot less often than they used to uh, i'm pretty sure like they like 
we used to wear like not well, well not me anyway but uh, gloves used to be like made out of horse hair versus like padding um so i think the sport has come a long way but it still think it has some ways to go um uh, but as a concussion base actually char or uh, my osteopath actually actually takes care of a lot of that stuff so she does a lot of like neurological training and whatnot and she has a huge thing with like concussions and you know she has like a whole whole, t- whole type of like protocols and whatnot so like i think stuff like that is definitely like very necessary in the sport um but a lot of people are still kind of against it like some people are just very old school they just want to hit the bag don't even lift don't even have like a conditioning trainer mm-hmm. like they just you know hit the road hit the bag spar and you know that's it but so so then what does your team look like so dance for conditioning Shar is an osteopath yeah sean yeah. is your head coach yeah who else do you see like on a, uh, a glenn, regular basis uh, uh my coach glenn he's uh like my cut man Okay. Why not? Yeah, but so I that's another yeah. coach. But yeah, another coach. Yeah, he'll wear like the body pad and let yeah, damn, like just really rip. rip. Yeah, <laughs> he's a okay. big burly dude. And then he acts yeah. as the cut man as well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So there's four people yeah. that you see regularly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah regularly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it takes a team, right? Like yeah, I really think to does. do it. Well, if you're gonna dial it, yeah. If yeah. you're gonna dial it in and really do it, it, yeah. it does for sure because everyone's got different specialties and stuff. You can't be for the sure. jack of all trades. And he does the. I think he's way ahead of the game with the neural training too. Yeah, like a lot of the boxers think it's like, what are or like? Why like, this is like a pro? This is like a proactive type of training. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Like she has the whole setup. Uh, is that where you see lights on the wall and you're well, in your she, eyes? Yeah. And she'll even put like these goggles. I tried it one time. I felt handicapped. Like she put the goggles on and it will like cut off one eye vision and she'll like, she'll have two sticks and you got to like, she'll drop it. You got to grab it, but you can't really see out of that peripheral mm-hmm. because they cut yeah. off the side and it's like all these like reaction. And off that's of to it. stimulate different areas of your brain. I exactly. Guess, to yeah. Strengthen them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, see, that's, that's the thing Like guys don't really think it's like, Oh, it's a waste of time, but it does make a difference when you're in that ring and you're just seeing things like a split second earlier it makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. you know? Cause even, uh, I, even, I think lately like this camp, like I've been getting a lot of compliments. I mean, but I mean, like, look, look at my face. Like, I, it's been five fights and I haven't really like been Com- in touch, compl- right? Compliments like, on what? Just like my defense, you know, seeing oh. stuff, setting stuff up. Like, you made just little you things. You made man. this guy miss, like, look stupid. So when you have yeah. a fight that doesn't go long, do you learn? Um, <laughs> do, you, do you walk away from that and go, "Oh damn!" Like, I wish it went a few rounds so I could learn and have more time in the ring. Does that sure. go through? It does, right? Absolutely. Because you've trained yeah. the whole training yeah. camp, and yeah. so there is an element to that. The fight oh. with the French guy. Yeah, we're like, oh, it would have been nice to like beat him up for a round and then knock him out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you just you like I, I remember was with him, like I threw like an overhand right, I missed, I went under, and then I came up, and my head was still down, and he had his two hands on like my head so i knew his his face was open so i just threw a quick like check hook and then as i was looking down i noticed his legs wobbled and i just kind of just went at the guy and i put him out like real quick like sometimes when you have those opportunities you don't want to kind of waste them you know because it might you know bite you in the ass you know in the you know later on in the fight yeah you waste your energy So you were down so you were bent over a bit he had both hands on your head so then you kind of came around and up and gave a quick little hook yeah exactly and then it was like a flurry of overhand uppercut yeah. left yeah <laughs> like this guy ate like six the adrenaline's going yeah. when you yeah. and you just saw his knees bend a little bit that's what um, when i hit him just my, my, little... my eyes yeah i was like looking down and i can notice his legs wobble so i knew like okay like i'm gonna yeah, try to you got, this you guy that's, out the, out that's the blood yeah. in the water of and the then water. what if you went too fast there like do you run the risk if like if you go too hard there and you can't get him oh yeah you gotta back off right yeah. because then you gotta save your gas tank too yeah i think that happened in our first fight when i put the guy down i threw like probably 20 punches <laughs> yeah you, uh, he went down but i was just like holy like i'm tired man like <laughs> gassed out just yeah. like yeah when you uh, it's so different when you give that 100 110 effort into yeah. something like you your gas tank can really hit it and it takes a bit to get that back up. and then when you see someone go down what is the emotional response like how's the adrenaline hitting you like is it three seconds after you know you've won a minute mm. like what is that his coach is already screaming yeah, yeah. Like, what is that is that a blur like how is it when when you know you've won what's happening well usually when someone goes down like you, you don't know if they're gonna get back up right so i kind of just turn to the corner look at my coach look back at the guy you know kind of get an idea of what's going on if he gets up i'm like okay like i'm back into this but 
I don't get too excited. I just try to stay as calm it's as I can. calm, man. Yeah, he's super calm. Like, is yeah. it a sense? We, me and Sean, so um, there's always a, like a Boxing Ontario uh, representative that comes out with the whole crew. So he kind of watches us on, on the where we sit between the rounds. And after after you knock that guy down, me and Sean were like on the ring. He's like grabbing us, like, get off the... Like, but we were like, not supposed losing. to be on the no, ring. No, we're not supposed yeah. to be on that. So we were losing it. I, like, I knew he was out. That guy was like laying on the ground half dead. But you were just like yeah. waiting, like, you know, and then... After you jumped on the side of the ring and the crowd. Went. Is it a sense of relief once you've won? Yeah, for sure it is, yeah. man. Because, you know, all that hard work is your just friends like, are hey, there. Oh, yeah. And you just yeah. kind of just like, you know, late, just be laid back and just just chill out, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's pretty intense, too. You know, like it's, it's really cool. Yeah, like yeah. when you came out when we were there and you won and you changed and your earrings were back in, yeah. you were looking, you felt relaxed, you're looking yeah. good, you came out. It's like you just feel good for you. Yeah. You know, like when you see you there, it's like, man, that yeah. guy just went through a war. He came out the other side and he's smiling. Yeah. You feel good, even though we don't know each other super well. You just feel yeah. so good for you. You're like, yeah. man, like this is you feel part of it in some tiny tiny way it's yeah, weird yeah. you know yeah it's good you could draw the rest of the night you know eat yeah. some good food yeah totally. you know, put a put a little weight back on <laughs> what what is the so now yeah. what's that you've you've had a few fights now uh are you going to take a bit of a break what's what's going forward for you uh really depends when you know our next our next show is like i got a bit of time now between now and you know our next show um so yeah during that time like yeah I'll, like this week like usually i take a week off you know i might just move around a bit but after that like um because i have a lot of time before my next show we're just going to just work on things maybe get like a little bit stronger um just working very specific things now right because we just can't just go into the gym and just do whatever you want like now everything's got to be very detailed it's so, nice when we have a bit yeah. more time. How do you manage like, that? Because how does go his back strength to back and... camps, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. It's cool because he's on weight and he's in shape already and you just kind of got to maintain it. But yeah. it's nice to go back and be like, you know, we're going to focus on building a little more um, top end strength and power. And he, we don't have to kill him with stuff like the ghost and he doesn't do, do all kinds of crazy conditioning. We can actually focus on his speed, power. Yeah, because I, well, I haven't seen as much you doing as much strength stuff at the gym before. It's mainly conditioning. Are yeah. You, yeah. Uh, so so you, we do like he does trap bar deadlifts with like the band and stuff like that, but we focus on more like power output. He doesn't need to like if he was fighting MMA or, you know, or jujitsu and he needed to pick guys up who are 200 pounds and throw them, it's different than being quick agile and having that explosive type power yeah Yeah. so we will work on some like top end strength stuff at the beginning of the camp and then that it quickly turns into like speed and power training really quickly are you doing other strength and conditioning stuff when you're not at the gym uh outside of the the box like of course when you're sparring and all that type of stuff working the pads that's all conditioning but yeah specific stuff is road work yeah oh yeah just like work yeah usually just usually just running how much uh depends i mean like uh, really depends, I guess, like how much conditioning we're doing at the same time. But usually a few times a week, like six, seven K. Yeah. Yeah. Two, he, two times. he has some crazy. Yeah. Sometimes he shows me, he's like, oh yeah, I ran seven K. Look at, look at my time. I'm like, jeez, were you sprinting seven K? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I think in the summer, just before uh, the, yeah, the, that fight in August, I think one of my fast, like the fastest run I think I've ever did. And I was just, I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention. I was going, but I think I did like six and a half K and I think like per kilometer was like three minutes and 45 oh, wow. seconds. Yeah, yeah. You're like moving. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. what the hell? Like, yeah. and he got, yeah. uh, you were at the doctor he had an espresso and then they took his resting heart rate. And what was that at again? It was like at a 40. Like yeah. 40. After, after, after an espresso. Yeah. Espresso. yeah. <laughs> so like he's in, yeah. he gets in shape and like real good. How shape. old are you? Right now? Yeah. Oh, 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you started this, you said you wanted your self-image told you that you wanted a little bit of street cred. Yeah. And you wanted to do this to, you know, be a little bit tough. Now you've obviously proven that. Yeah. What, why do you think you're doing it now? Um, I think now, I think at the same time, it's just like, you know, for me, it's like just proving to myself that I can always just be a better version of myself and just, just keep going. And I think it's just, I want to, I want to, want to be better every day. And, you know, obviously I love boxing and this, this is going to, you know, push me really far. You know, if I can go as far as I can with boxing outside of the ring, I can do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Like I can go as far as I want. I can, you know, even if it depends, like if I change careers at some point, you know, like I can definitely go, I can shoot for the stars. Right. So I think this is really important and it's definitely like, I don't know how my life would be like without boxing, like now, but I know for a fact that with, with it, it's definitely changed like my outlook on, 
a lot of things and it's changed like my worth ethic. And, um, well, yeah, how has your outlook changed? Um, just like how, like, just, I mean, you know, like living your life in your own turns kind of thing. Right. But I just feel like it's, it's just changed just like how I see work and, you know, how, I, you know, how I kind of put stuff together. Like, okay, like I'm going to make goals. Like, okay, like next month, um, you know, I want to, I don't know, I want to sprint, you know, like a hundred meters at like, you know, nine seconds, for example. Right. So then I'll work towards that goal. Shit. Right. And I'm doing know- the same thing on outside of the ring as well right like um what like me and my wife we recently just bought a house in like the craziest time ever right uh but we like years ago we kind of just kind of just set a goal and kind of work kind of just work towards it and then we kind of saw an opportunity uh last year and yeah we just kind of went for it man like yeah i think it's just a lot about planning and just like because a lot of things like you're doing like for like our training camps you got to plan it and make sure okay like uh, okay, if you're hurt, then we'll take a bit of a setback. But hey, you're feeling good. Okay, maybe we'll push a little bit harder. Um, or you, you know, like okay, you know, we're gonna do this, 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 this week, and then tomorrow uh, we're gonna do this, and then you know, the week after that, whatever the, you know, whatever it may be. I think there's something to be yeah. said for when you go through anything, whether it's boxing or whatever, yeah. where you discipline yourself. So first of all, the discipline, you know, matters for sure. So that just goes into other areas of your life for sure. But also then when you see that when you put in work, the results come and yeah. the results aren't instantaneous. And they're like, it's over time, you know, you'll get Long better. Term. And then you said earlier when we were, when we first started talking something about like, you knew it was going to suck or embrace the suck or whatever. Yeah. And, and you know that to get to that goal, there's going to be this work involved and it's not all going to be easy and it's, some of it's going to suck, but you, you kind of progress yourself. And when that goes into other areas of your life, I feel like it just makes a big difference. I know for me, when I started just going to the gym regularly, and I was just doing bodybuilding type gold gym stuff. This was at the end of high school, I guess. Um, beginning of college, and that was a big shift in my life. Um, it, it just because my health got a little bit better because I had started exercising regularly. I realized that there were some gains to be made with some discipline and some work towards yeah. it, and I felt like that carried over into, into other areas of my life where I was lacking or not having the success I wanted. And then when I took those traits and put that into there, it kind of changed everything. It does, yeah. You know, I think yeah. it, I think it matters. Yeah, you know? it, yeah it, it does matter. I mean, like me particularly, like I don't really, I don't love you know training and whatnot, but I I crave the end result. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and if you crave the end result, you, you'll like all that training. You know, like it. You'll you'll just you'll you'll push by. You know what I mean? Like you'll you'll get, you'll get through it. But you if you had to, you know, if, like for myself, like because I I crave it so much, like this training, like. Doesn't matter. Just got to get it well, done. If you're waking yeah, up work. at 5 a.m. to yeah. drive from St. Catharines. 4.30. <laughs> so waking up at 4.30 to drive from St. Catharines yeah. to go to the gym to do the ghost, knowing that's what's in your head. Yeah. That that's what you're going to do. There's like, there's, there's nothing good about that. You know, there's no yeah. way to convince yourself, like, mm-hmm. I really want to get out of bed right now to make this drive at 4.30 in the morning yeah. to go do the ghost. But then you're right. Afterwards, yeah. it's that feeling afterwards that you just know that it's it's going to make you feel good, right? Yeah. yeah. Even if it's just, like, one workout, like, after after the workout, like, you know, like, that's your result. Like, you're, you know, that, that's that's what you, you want to feel good, you know? So just, just anything, like, you know, even if, you know, for example, I don't know, like, you're giving a gift to somebody, like, you know, it feels good, you know, like, obviously, you're spending a bit of money, whatever the case is, but... Yeah, no, it just feels good. Like that result, like it, you know. Dan, what you've worked good. with a lot of fighters now, what yeah. do you see or notice in JM that's different than some of the You're other just fighters? just sitting here with this weird yeah. grin. grin what, yeah, what, what have you noticed about this just, guy? I, I just think it's kind of special. And, and yeah. what, why? It's the mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's his composure, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I think if you can maintain composure in the most stressful situations, then you're that's that's a killer. And you've seen that in him yeah, because of the yeah, pre the way he carries himself pre fight. Pre fight, I've seen people lose their marbles pre fight. Like mm-hmm. they look like they want nothing to do with it, so they're scared. They're scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't get like that. And he, I, there's a a really cool book called Mind Gym. If you ever want to read something on like the mental um, performance side of any type of um, sport performance, mm-hmm. whatever, and the guy talks about uh, if you're on a you're on a spectrum of 10, 0 to ten, and most people kind of hover uh, on the extreme sides of that, and so ten being like you just get amped and you're like overstimulated and you get that adrenaline rush and dump zero being like, so that's like fight and flight zero being like, you don't want anything to do with it. And it's sucking your energy because you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. The best, the best athletes in the world have a five. 
mm. like five five to seven, and he just naturally has that. So five cool. To seven. You just let your training take over. If yeah, and if, you, if you're thinking in the ring, like imagine like uh, just to put in a different example. <laughs> I just had a vision of me running. Yeah. <laughs> if if you were to like do a power clean and you thought about like a million things, well, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, an yeah, absolute yeah. disaster. So he yeah. just lets it kick in and let it. Let well, it's like the ex- when I was telling you the story before we started about how I got punched in the face twice by Cloud Patrick. Yeah, they so punched me in the face. We were sparring, punched me in the face the first time, yeah. and then I was thinking about not letting him punch me in the face yeah, with the same hand so much that I literally, I remember it vividly, watched in slow motion as that hand came towards <laughs> me and punched me right in the face all over again. Yeah, like, you yeah. didn't move. And I know. You and I'm like, that it. was stupid. Why did, I, why, did why did I just watch him do that? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. yeah that's what it is. That's literally. Jim, yeah. where can people find, you know, is Instagram the best place to follow you? I would say Instagram right now so would what, be the what, best place. What's yeah. your Instagram handle? Uh, it's my name, John Michael, uh, John Michael dot. Well, John Michael period Bianco. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. On Instagram. And if, you know, yeah. if, if someone listening wants to help sponsor a local athlete and stuff by following you, will you announce where your next fight is? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So they can reach out to you through Instagram. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah. I have my email on there as well. So, yeah. Okay, awesome. So it, if anyone yeah. there out there is listening that wants yeah. to help support local athletes, this is a local athlete that we can all get behind. Yes, so. if you want your logo on the, that sweet gear that comes out every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody talks we a, about. Yeah. <laughs> we have a wicked shot yeah. of you sent us one that you took yeah. with our logo on his shorts while you were punching someone or yeah. just yeah yeah great you don't you don't feel yeah. worthy you see the La Rock and you know you're accomplishing something great and your little logos there like oh yeah i know if we feel yeah. worthy to be on there man such a but it's cool it's cool to see it yeah. we feel like just honored to see what you're get to sit here and watch you do your thing man so oh thank you man. yeah we're really thankful to be able to do this uh and just watch you know watch what you're up to um so instagram is the best place to find you and then dan radix gym yeah at radix gym at radix gym on instagram yeah cool um anything john michael anything else you wanted to share before we kind of wrap up um no not i mean i think we you know cut went over a lot of stuff and we covered a lot of things but um yeah just uh just stay stay tuned because uh you know there's there's a lot more to, that's that's coming out yeah. <laughs> cool rockstar yeah. needs to have a vip table for the yeah. when he fights for the belt are you oh, yeah. i thought you were gonna say rockstar needs to have a ring we'll have a ring your sales yeah. rep for, yeah, the, just, for the promoters now yeah. is that the way it works yeah. rockstar <laughs> table yeah everybody needs to wear gold chains and watch their yeah. back yeah. watch where the exits are watch your back and yeah. wear a gold chain yeah. and support jm yeah exactly <laughs> cool thanks guys appreciate this yeah. thank you thank you Hey everyone, hopefully you enjoyed, hopefully you enjoyed that chat. You can find both these guys on Instagram, John Michael Bianco and Dan Thiessen is actually Radix Gym. So you can find both of them on Instagram. We just feel very fortunate to have crossed paths with John Michael and, you know, kind of experience this journey from afar. Watching him do his thing has been a thrill so far. So we wish him all the best, of course, and want to support him as best as we can along the way. Thanks for listening. And if you are listening to this and you want some real estate investment information, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com to get all the stuff that we're putting out, access to our classes, reports, free copies of our books. Everything is available to you there, rockstarinnercircle.com. That's it for this time. Until next time, your life, your terms.